1: Hello everyone, welcome along to the roto Best Ball Podcast. My name is Colin Kelly, and I'll be joined in just a moment by Zachary Kruger as we participate in an FFPC, never too Early best ball tournament. The top prize for it is $25,000, so that's what we've set our target on. And of course, uh, we have mentioned this on other shows, it is $125 to enter the tournament. It runs up as far as the NFL Draft. You can check out more about it over at my myffpc.com. Dot com, But myself and Zach are drafting from the 104. We are going to split this into two separate drafts. Originally, this did air on the of His YouTube channel as a stream. And uh, of course, we will be doing more of those throughout the coming months into the rest of the NFL offseason, I guess we'll say, and then into the NFL season. We're not going to stop. The content is going to keep coming. So if you want to catch more of these as they are live and interact with us, you'll hear during this some of the questions coming in from listeners about the draft as it was ongoing. Subscribe to Rotovis on YouTube and uh, we will really appreciate that as well. You can check out the Road of His Best Ball podcast feed. Maybe you're listening to this on the Road of His main feed. You can subscribe to get exclusive best ball content over on the Road of His Best Ball podcast feed. We would really appreciate that also. But with that said, let's get straight into the draft from the 104 slot. Here's myself and Zach.
2: Kind of get right into a little bit here. We have about 12 or 13 minutes or so until we we begin our draft, but. Um, We are picking out of the 104. I think it's kind of okay to go ahead and reveal that. And being team Rotoviz, team 0RB, looking at the FFPC for this best ball tournament, ADP, we have Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, and Austin Eckler, essentially carrying the top five in ADP right now. Um, I think you and I both would agree that we're pretty preferential to 0RB here in these drafts. But what do you think we should be doing with this pick, given that we are currently looking at three of the top five picks within our range, uh essentially being running backs with Taylor McCaffrey and uh, Austin Eckler.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a situation for me anyway. We'll see if you have a different take on it, but you know, I don't think Taylor's going to drop to four. I'm going to be surprised if McCaffrey drops to four, but if either of them were at four, I'm happy to go there, or else it does feel like it might be a case where we lean towards one of the wide receivers probably going cooper cup at that point but i think uh justin jefferson could be quite interesting we had john daigle on the podcast this week the road of his overtime podcast he made the uh the bold the bold call to push justin jefferson up towards the first overall pick so uh he could be somebody i think will be in the mix for me there as well how are you feeling i think taylor mccaffrey have to be in the mix if if one of them's there but i'm not really making the jump down then to the likes of eckler after that when we're at the fourth spot
2: yeah eckler e- e- is the one i'm pretty much fine with fading i'm actually looking back really quickly at the draft that we did with sean a few weeks ago about a month ago now i suppose that draft went McCaffrey, cup taylor eckler and then jamar chase in the top five so essentially what we're seeing right now just um you know flipped around a little bit based on the adp that we're currently seeing but if this were to stick heading into our draft i think that we're definitely going to be probably looking at Either Eckler, Chase, or Cooper Cup in our top three, and then of course, like you said, we had the we had the call for Justin Jefferson at the one hundred and five or at the one hundred and four potentially if he were to uh, be available. In all likelihood, he would be in our last draft. He went seventh overall, so that that would probably be in play as well. I think he's certainly an interesting player uh, when just when we talk about who may be available, and then also um just just considering what 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 targets are going to look like for teams coming into the 2022 season I think it's pretty safe to say that Jefferson is definitely going to be commanding the lion's share of the targets again in Minnesota in 2022 certainly Adam Thielen is still there to be worried about but I think that Jefferson and the way that he's performed the first two years potentially lend himself to receive even more of a target share than what he's seen each of the first two seasons so I I think that Daigle you know makes a very interesting point with with you know, considering Justin Jefferson as the overall wide receiver one. And that's something that we could be deciding between uh him or a guy like Jamar Chase in the next couple of minutes here. But I I, I do like that pick. I I am with you though. If it's if it's Taylor or uh, McCaffrey at the one oh four, then I think we kind of just have to go ahead and, and slam that one home whether whether we like it or not as zero RB truthers.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. I think you know when you're at the one oh four, it's ideal to go and get that anchor running back or the the modified zero rb as we like to have fun with and we're talking about it on on twitter but um when we are looking at it looking at the adp just of how things have chucked out recently from that 104 spot in the second round in the third round that is where a lot of the current adp is tracking so you know when you're at the second round you're looking at the andrew swift nick chubb alvin kamara kind of players then we have Aaron jones antonio gibson saquon barkley in the third so that could make it a little bit tricky. The wide receivers are pushed up draft boards a little bit in that second round. Kind of the range that we would like to take them anyway, that is where ADP is settling at this point. With the last CD Lamb, Tyreek Hill, we obviously have a lot of change in the landscape with Hill, with Devontae Adams as well. So I think that it might feel like going, running back in those first four picks is the way to go, but it also leads to you could be starting off with a – two to three running back start then at that point so looking ahead throughout the draft I would like to if we can start off with like ideally Christian McCaffrey or Jonathan Taylor I think they're both going to be gone I think then we get into a situation where we need to take the we'll we'll look to get the wide receiver there and we'll see how things play out I would love to see the likes of Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Swift maybe go a little bit earlier in that second round which may leave the likes of a Devo Samuel, Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown coming back to us. I think that will be our idea to start here and then we can start to see how things play out from there. But it's a little bit interesting in these early season drafts to see how ADP can fluctuate. You know, even looking through some of the recent drafts, I seen Jamar Chase going at the, I think it was the 103 yesterday in one draft, went at the 109 <laughs> in another draft. So it can change quite. So your plans can change very much on the fly. But just looking at some of the tunes over on Rotoviz, looking up the, current adp and draft grid form the 104 is there's a lot of running backs in that range where we probably be hoping to see things maybe just just change a little bit from the the current adp so when we look ahead second round have you any targets there zach when we're we're eight minutes from draft time
2: yeah well i mean the second round we have a couple of guys who i think that we've we've liked early on from the running back class who over this year have have definitely dipped into the second round, I think it you know can can one, on one hand strengthen our case for going with a wide receiver in the first round at the 104. When you know that there's a possibility of a guy like Alvin Kamara making it back to you, he's currently carrying an ADP of 23 um, overall. So so I mean that's literally going to be right in our wheelhouse potentially for a running back start in the second round. Camara's uh, K- fall into the into the second round, I think, has kind of been a bit of an interesting one. We know he has a couple of off-field issues since the since the uh, season ended, but I really can't think of a reason outside of that that we that we wouldn't be drafting him. I, I don't really personally, for me, I'm not overly concerned about what that's going to look like heading into the season. I think that even if you were to lose him for a couple games because of suspension, that a guy like Alvin Kamara is still interesting to me, given given the long haul and the fact that this is still a tournament, maybe um, you know, early on, we, we get our guy and then we we have him, and we're one of the guys that took a shot on him and, and perhaps open ourselves up to a, a more unique build depending on how we go with the 104 pick as well. So uh, Alvin Kamara interests me. Um, I, th- I think we could probably agree we're not going to be spending up on any kind of non-pass-catching running backs. So someone like Nick Chubb, I think we're probably perfectly fine with fading. Saquon Barkley, I think, is another interesting one. He's a, he's a third-round ADP right now, but he's someone who, if you believe in what Brian Dable is going to do with New York this year, if you think there's any chance that he um, you know, could could somehow re- resurrect Saquon a little bit and make him more relevant again in 2022, I think he's even kind of an interesting player as well. But there's really not a lot of running backs who I'm completely in love with Really outside of the first round, with the exception of maybe Alvin Kamara and Antonio Gibson. Uh, I think Aaron Jones is kind of interesting as well. But it's, I mean, we just have so many good wide receivers right now that passing up on these receivers for running backs just feels like something I'm not that excited about doing. I don't know if you're completely in the same camp as me or where you're at on that, but it's, it, there's a lot of really good receivers out there that it, it, it kind of hurts to pass up on them.
1: Yeah, no, I very much agree. I do think it's interesting in that range. You know, I always feel bad when we say we're going to pass up on Nick Chubb. I absolutely love Nick Chubb as an actual running back. Um, But as you mentioned there, the pass catching upside just hasn't been there so far with the the Cleveland Browns. You mentioned Saquon Barkley. I think the Giants are going to be very, very interesting to watch this year. You mentioned, you know, Dable and what he could do with Saquon Barkley. Um, i did tease it earlier in the show we the last couple of guests we've had on road overtime so we had Danny carter on two weeks ago and he talked about saquon barkley being a, a value this year in drafts from where he's going at the moment and kind of what you touched on can the giants kind of rejuvenate themselves and then this past week we had john daigle and he talked about the possibility that uh Daniel jones has been overlooked so there's a little bit of buzz starting for these giants where maybe two or three weeks ago i wasn't feeling like that was going to be the case but Yeah, I think Aaron Jones is interesting. I think uh, Brees Hall is going in that range as well. I know over the last uh, couple of weeks, you know, we drafted him. Uh, Then Sean and Ben did a a live draft for Stealing Bananas, which part one is available. Part two will be coming out this coming week. But um, yeah, they drafted Brees Hall. So there's a lot of interest around him. The rookies, this is the time to be drafting them, especially in a draft like this, because that ADP is likely to rise. But even where we drafted him a couple of weeks ago, he's he's pushed up over the last couple of weeks. So I think then when you get into round four through, I would say four through eight, there's four through seven, certainly there's a lot of wide receivers in there that we can target, but um, four minutes to draft time there is. So I, I feel like there's some wide receivers going in that range, and this happens every year, but there's wide receivers going where people are talking about the depth of wide receiver. And sure, there's a lot of wide receivers, but the depth is very questionable. When we look at some of the names, not all sixth round seventh round eighth round wide receivers seem to be created equally this year so we'll see how we feel when we get into that point but I'm looking forward to uh to diving into this draft it, it should be a fun one and uh Zach I thought I would mention this on the show at some point uh today um usually on a Sunday night I'm thinking about work tomorrow morning but uh Friday was my uh, last day as I've been talking to Zach behind the scenes uh with my day job um going to pursue the content game full-time so looking forward to this one it's gonna be strange i think i'm gonna have some withdrawal symptoms for a couple of weeks but zach took a, a jump a couple of months back and uh looking forward to seeing how it goes so maybe we'll be getting more of these live streams kicked off over the next couple of months
2: yeah no uh definitely big congrats to you Colm. i know that you've come a long way since uh overtime ireland kind of like because i guess it was like a solo project i didn't i didn't i didn't catch a lot of overtime ireland in its earlier days but i know that eventually that transferred over to You're probably lucky <laughs> <laughs> I know that eventually that transferred over to Rotoviz Roto Overtime with Sean and you've you really been crushing it uh, when you told me that this was your plan to kind of get into doing content production full time and, and doing some, you know, more behind the scenes stuff and finding a way to kind of pursue something you're you're passionate about that you enjoy doing and that you, you do, you know, an excellent job at. I thought it was really cool. So. Uh, wrapping up that job, getting into the uh, the, the full time gig on your own terms, on your own capacity is very cool. So I'm excited to see where you're going to be heading with all of that. And you know, now get to be along for the ride. We got our best ball show coming up. I guess we could technically call this our uh, inaugural episode for 2022. The road of this best best ball show, uh, running it back for year two. So that'll be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. We got we got a lot of time. We kind of got ahead of it this time around, and and uh, started pursuing <laughs> things a little bit earlier. So we're going to have a lot of content. I think.
1: It also shows where best ball has gone over the last uh, twelve months. You know, we we thought we were starting early last year. We started around maybe May, and we're like, yeah, maybe we'll do an eight part series. We'll we'll cover some of the stuff we don't like. We ended up doing like twenty shows, uh, and then obviously we're like right back into it now, trying to get it going. So for anyone, I guess it's a perfect time to plug it. If anyone hasn't checked out the road of Is best ball podcast and um, it is up on its own individual feed on on all the podcast players it isn't on spotify at the minute it will be by the end of the week but we did repost all the shows from last year we purposely posted them as evergreen shows that would allow us then to give that information forward so there's zero rb there's elite tight end builds each show is about 15 eight, to 20 minutes long so lots of stuff covered in there some ways you can get an edge in those drafts and then we didn't mention it i probably should have mentioned this at the start of the show uh one two in the ffpc last year for the best ball tournament uh connor o'driscoll pepping us to the post on the, the final mark there but myself and sean and blair andrews coming in in second spot so very very successful run so the best ball the air never too early best ball tournament over at the ffpc we are hunting that down myself and, and zach tonight uh want to give a few uh, shout outs a couple of people listening and we have uh, bollocks and that he always loves to see a live draft so we're looking forward to it uh, we have connor actually popping in there with a let's go connor we're uh, we're taking the top spot in this one uh, we're not letting you get it this time around but always love having fun talking to connor and then uh, dkb with a, a shout out to congrats on the full time thank you for that and um, there is a question as well coming in here about uh, DraftKings tournament and so on we will be drafting in all the different formats over the uh the common ones don't worry about it uh we'll That'd be attacking be all those so we are just a minute away and we are getting some early question dave early is looking here an early question from dave early uh penny hunter singletary at the eight nine turn maybe we'll uh we we'll save that for when we're, <laughs> when we're in the in that spot because uh, i think We will have a lot of time to break down those guys, but we'll save that question to go uh, in just a few moments. But looking forward to having some interaction. If you have any questions, if you think one of our picks is not ideal, if you think one of our picks is, is good, if you think we should have went a different way, let us know. But I'm going to share the draft board up on the screen now. The draft has kicked off we have Jonathan Taylor we have Christian McCaffrey both off the board so we kind of have what we we thought was going to happen um so it looks like we're likely going to be in the, the Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase sweepstakes here Travis Kelsey with the moves with uh we're on the clock so we're not going to have much time 60 second timer but what do you think uh, Zach when we're looking here at the options uh for, yes. for what we're going.
2: So, I mean, I'm completely fine with with passing on Eckler. I think we kind of mutually agreed on that. I would be going Jamar Chase unless you have a particular lean towards Justin Jefferson and want to just kind of get a little bit different with that. But I'd be going Chase otherwise.
1: Yeah, I think I'm I'm happy to go with uh, Chase. I am very, very tempted, I will say, by Jefferson. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you had an inkling to go there, it's between those two wide receivers and Kelsey. Um, but I, I think just for the slightly younger guy – uh, I would just be going for Chase heading into it, but Justin Jefferson, I think, is going to continue to to get some interest in pub there. So or, I'll I'll let you make the pick. We'll go with Chase.
2: Yeah, yeah, I went ahead and went with Chase. I mean, just. It, what we saw from him this past season is just so completely ridiculous we we've come a very long way from jamar chase's dropping passes in training camp and should we be worried about him to now we're drafting him in the first round with some people thinking he should be you know the, the the wide receiver one in drafts uh last season he uh just completely kind of like blew the cover off the league completely unprecedented in season 81 catches over 1400 yards 13 touchdowns in the regular season with another 1600 air yards like he did everything that we we were hoping that he would do he did it much earlier than we expected him to and now we're just kind of wondering what does the what's the ceiling look like for a guy who went for 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns in a rookie season that also featured a, a quarterback that had a struggling offensive line and, on top of that, a, a very good wide receiver, too, opposite him and T. Higgins. Jamar Chase still went off for a big season. So I, I think he's deservedly a, a a wide receiver sitting right there in the first round going as a wide receiver, too, maybe in the wide receiver one in some classes. I love taking him here. I don't think the Bengals have re-signed Tyler Boyd yet, either, which um, – you know, in, in that offense, if there's going to be a newer wide receiver three on that offense, I think that it kind of even opens up the opportunity for maybe a little bit more Chase, a little bit more T. Higgins while a potential third wide receiver works their way into the lineup. So I really like going with Chase here. I, I got to check in on the Tyler Boyd thing, but I'm I'm pretty sure that he's still currently a free agent, if I'm not mistaken.
1: The, the one other player that I did kind of message or mention there, and I didn't know if it was going to kind of pique your interest, is Travis Kelsey, obviously with Tyreek Hill not being there um i I think i would be happy taking kelsey anywhere up to the 103 in drafts this year um obviously if you're really desperate for that elite tight end you could take him with the first or second pick but as we've seen this round develop currently we have kelsey off the board the pick after us uh, and then we have mark andrews off the board at the back of the first round at 112 so i think it's going to be interesting to see how the ADP of these tight ends plays out in this draft. For any long-term listeners of any of our content, they'll know that we do like to get one of those elite tight ends on our teams. We also tend to try and get as many of those young wide receivers as possible. But the one thing that I would be saying is the likes of Jamar Chase, and it's not as much of a gap when we're looking at Jamar Chase to Justin Jefferson, but those young wide receivers, especially entering into their second season or even entering into their third season, when you have that opportunity for A leap or a growth from very talented player to absolute superstar from both the NFL and fantasy football perspectives um we want to target those guys as well so getting Chase there is very very exciting but I I was tempted just to to put in a pitch there for Kelsey but we were we were running short on seconds as we were trying to make that pick since our pick we have Kelsey off the board Eckler, Henry, Justin Jefferson, Javante Williams at the 109 there and then we have Tyreek Hill going Najee Harris uh, as I mentioned, Mark Andrews, CD Lamb, Dalvin Cook, then Debo, Stefan Diggs, Joe Mixon, Devontae Adams. So it looks like we may get an opportunity to potentially go AJ Brown, but we'll see what happens in the next couple of picks. If he's gone, are we starting to, like, it, it makes it a little bit tricky here now, haven't taken Chase, but I don't see any reason why we couldn't dip down to the likes of T. Higgins. I think the move, obviously, of uh, Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins hurts Jalen Waddle quite a bit. So what are your thoughts here? I, I think it's probably going to be A.J. Brown or, or one of the tight ends for me. How are you feeling?
2: Well, first of all, don't quote me on the Tyler Boyd thing. He is still currently under contract with the Bengals through next season. So he's still around. But to answer the next question, um, I mean, for tight end right now, I I think Kyle Pitts is interesting. I still don't obviously love his quarterback situation. So that that kind of gives me a little bit of pause. Darren Waller is a tight end who I think is kind of falling just a little bit too far in drafts right now. I'm pretty comfortable with the idea of taking someone like Darren Waller. certainly love A.J. Brown as well there in Tennessee. Alvin Kamara could still be on the board. We, we discussed him before the draft started as a potential uh, option as well. So we are currently on the clock right now, um, and we have Kyle Pitts, DeAndre Swift, Devontae Adams, the last guys off the board. If you wanted to go tight end, I I feel very good about taking Waller here, at least from a production standpoint. Uh, He was very solid when healthy. He's a guy who I think can bounce back if he sees enough games this year. Um, And I have no problem with A.J. Brown or Alvin Kamara either. I certainly don't think we can take Jalen Waddell here. I think T. Higgins can also make it back to us in the third. So where are you at? We have 32 seconds.
1: Yeah, I'm going to make the executive call here, I think, and go with A.J. Brown. I I think in terms of when we're looking at the tight ends as well, I probably would just at the moment be giving Kittle a slight edge over Waller. Based on Devontae Adams now being in Oakland, but, um, or not Oakland, sorry, Las Vegas. I'm still getting used to that. that's, uh, you know Sometimes the San Diego Chargers will slip out as well. It's just uh, that muscle memory. But yeah, I think uh, I'm going to AJ Brown here. Yeah, that's good, Brown. And I think um, just when I'm looking at it, and we've talked about some of these tiers and the options, and you know, we talked already about the, the young wide receivers and potential jumps forward. Brown, when healthy last year, had some massive games, and we talked before we started the draft about Connor's team that, that actually pepped us to the post in the FFPC uh, Best Ball Tournament last year. And he took down that top prize and he had A.J. Brown. I remember, the, I think it was the game against the they might the 49ers on Thursday Night Football a week or two to go in the season. And he had a massive game after coming back from injury. So um, yeah, I think A.J. Brown still has a massive amount of upside. So um, yeah, excited to draft him there. I think just um, with the darn waller and the the situation obviously with the the raiders now Devontae adams being there i think waller will obviously get less coverage when they're in the red zone and things like that that might help them out but it's very hard to spin it into being a positive when you have a a red zone weapon like Devontae adams on the roster that uh and you know hunter renfro is quite productive as well and in those short areas so that would be my concern there um we have seen both of those guys go off the board though since our pick Kettle going one spot ahead of Darren Waller, which I which I think is fair, they're both really going in that range. I wouldn't expect them in any drafts to really push past the uh, the the kind of three point five pick. But it's interesting that's five tight ends off the board. We're looking at some of these tiers, and there's the problem when you're live streaming the draft. Sometimes you're looking at what's going to, to happen when some of these picks start to. Uh, get talked about if anyone's watching this drafting with you. But um I, I think Hawkinson is, is still very, very interesting. He currently is a, a fourth round ADP, but we're going to be picking here at the 305, which I do think is too early for him. But I'm quite interested as this starts to peel around at the potential option here of going T Higgins, even though we already have Jamar Chase and we are on the clock. So Brees Hall goes one pick before us. I'm very, very tempted to go Higgins here. What's your thoughts?
2: Yeah. I, th- I think Higgins is exactly who I want to go with. I, you know, there's, there's, there's no harm in stacking wide receivers of the same team, especially when they're good. And I think T Higgins and Jamar chase could have a very good chance of being the the best wide receiver, wide receiver stack in 2022. They had a chance to be that last season after we saw what happened. So I I have no problem with going Higgins here. I think we're going to get a, Two great pieces of the offense. Obviously, the roster format allows us to do this and, and get them both in our lineups any week that they're both uh, performing well. So I, I love the T Higgins pick. I think this is a pretty easy one.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: This episode is brought to you by Allstate.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And
2: without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
1: Yeah, no, I think so. So uh, make the pick and uh, we'll we'll go all in on the Bengals wide receivers here. Uh, interested um, for some of the people watching in, if you are interested in getting in on the the topic of conversation i would love to see a little bit of a healthy conversation in the chat around going with chase and higgins and the three wide receiver start what are some of the early thoughts here on the roster uh, any concerns with that start uh, so far through the start of the draft we have team one going running back tight end running back we have the same start for team two and then we have a uh, wide receiver double running back start of team three we have gone three wide receivers we have a double tight end one running back start we have a double running back one wide receiver start now we have a basically a, another double running back wide receiver start so team 10 is the the only team so far that have gone wide receiver wide receiver we'll see if they match us then the second last team from the 11th spot has gone running back running back so starting to play out quite nicely here i think for us i'm, I'm quite pleased with you know when we talked before we started drafting we did mention the possibility of you know getting a little bit bottled out of the picks when it gets to the second and third round. But when I was looking through this before from the 104 spot, I was kind of thinking they were my three targets unless somebody like Diggs or Samuel slipped down. So I think we've kind of got the, the t- guys in the tier. I think A.J. Brown, Diggs, Samuel, C.D. Lamb, they're all in like a tier. Then I have a little slight break to T. Higgins, but I have him kind of a little bit on his own ahead of the Jill and Waddle, Mike Evans kind of group. So um, we do see Waddle go off the pick. Off the board two picks later. Um, then Leonard Fournette, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans. So, what are some of your early thoughts here as we are sitting waiting to look ahead to uh to to round four here and the the swing back to round five? And uh, for anyone that is listening and watching, and hopefully you're enjoying it, do hit that like button there. Um, we are going to continue to try and grow the road of his YouTube channel over the the coming weeks and months. We've kind of started over the last two months or so, and uh we're starting to pump out that content on a, a pretty much daily or twice a day basis with some of the clips from Road of His Overtime Stealing Bananas, and we'll have some streams coming in like this. So hit that like button. Much, much appreciated for myself and Zach here. But Zach, on the spot, round four, what are you thinking here as we're about eight picks to our pick?
2: Yeah, so the one thing that I'm looking at just kind of unfolding right now, and then we we had even considered maybe going tight end with the last pick, we chose not to. Um, the other the other week, I was on a show uh, with Dave Kaven. Uh You know, I was, was feeling yeah, Dave Caven. I was filling in for Curtis Patrick. I believe he was away in Disney with the family, so I got I Fixtures got podcast duties. Yes, pictures <laughs> to fill. I got podcast studios with Dave, and one of the things that I had talked about with trends that I think could be a little bit different heading into 2022. 2022 that were maybe different from 2021. The one thing I kind of pinpointed with Dave was that I think that the way that tight ends are being drafted, even in these FFPC tight end premium leagues, could alter a little bit just because the tight end position was not nearly successful in 2021 as it was in 20 as or yeah as it wasn't 2020. It was it it kind of took a step back in 2021. Tight end wasn't as great. And then in addition to that, the trade between the Seahawks and the Broncos, I think, also really kind of helped swing. Two tight ends into higher ADPs that is also going to alter some draft plans because now we have guys like Denver's Albert Okua and uh Seattle's you Noah know, Fan as two tight ends who we can now feel pretty comfortable taking as tight end ones on teams that choose to fade the position a little bit. I even think that someone, um, you know, like Rob Gronkowski, he could be a, a potential late tight end option. He had his most receiving yards per game. Uh this past season, he he topped his best numbers dating back to 2017. So we have a couple of later round guys who um, are either coming off a of very strong 2021 seasons or in the case of uh, Alberto and, and Noah Fant, we have two tight ends who we saw kind of both get freed up into fantasy relevance through the trade of Russell Wilson. So um, as we head into this fourth round, we got some tight ends who I feel really good about um, currently sitting on the board still. I'd I'd be fine with getting a couple of these guys if any of them fell to us. I'm, I'm adding a few players to the queue right now. So... I have to go back and take a look, but, but that's a, that's a strategy just the way that people approach the tight end that I thought could change in 2022. We've seen a little bit of it so far with people being less, less, uh, less excited about taking Darren Waller in the first round or, or George Kittle at the beginning of the second round. Those guys have all fallen out just a little bit. So we're already seeing it. And then again, just I think the landscape has changed just enough to alter other draft plans for, um, for people for at least the next couple of months we'll see if the nfl draft changes anything i don't think it will too extensively so it might just come down to kind of training camp rumors and health that will drive the way uh, people are reacting to the tight end market but fourth round i think we have a couple guys who who we should feel very good about if any of them were to fall to us
1: yeah i think so and i'm just going to pop this and uh, i did mention connor again earlier i really uh, enjoy his comment here that he said the, the main reason he's listening and is just to criticize our picks. so I'm I'm always ready for uh, criticism, so I fire those in. And then we had Dave mentioning that he likes the Higgins pick. Would have done the same. Uh, wouldn't have been mad with Evans either. So, yeah, Evans was somebody I think if if Higgins had a went that I would have probably been starting to jump to. But I will hold my hands up here and say that there's quite a few guys I wouldn't have minded <laughs> drifting back to us uh, have gone off the board in the likes of DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, and McLaurin. Deontay Johnson and J.K. Dobbins were the last two picks, but how are you feeling here? I mentioned it already earlier. T.J. Hawkinson, I think, is very, very interesting here at this spot. Have you somebody else in mind, or Hawkinson is the player that I would be leaning towards here? Uh,
2: Hawkinson is who I would want to go with here. We gave him a couple of picks past his ADP. I think Patrick Mahomes is maybe even interesting, but I don't think we need to go Mahomes right now uh, with this. I I don't want to be the guy
1: to take the first quarterback off the board here. So um we just have one one. quarterback in josh allen off the yes we we will uh i just think that getting him here after you know i don't think there's this much of a gap between darn waller and uh hawkinson would be my kind of call here the likes of george kittle if hawkinson finishes ahead of him i'm not gonna be surprised had some nice games last season as well and this is tight end premium so uh, i think getting him freezes up a little bit i think you get into the tier after this off the likes of you know were Dalton Schultz, Dallas Goddard, Dawson Knox, now they are going a good bit after, but then we're into the Fairmouth, Gusecki, Zach Ertz, Robin Kowski tiers, and I think that that can be where you can sometimes lose a draft, so I think now getting, and there we see Dalton Schultz went the one pick after at the, mm-hmm. um, that's the the four ten. so he, he did go kind of almost around ahead of ADP there, but he went at the, in terms of rank of position so I I have a feeling that owner may have gone for Hawkinson if we didn't uh, go with him there I I just think that freezes up my opinion always when we're looking at these drafts particularly in tight end premium is if you can get your elite tight end and some people mightn't think that he fits into that category but he's definitely at the end of that tier for me if you get him there then getting a Gasecki, getting a Fairmouth in the you know eighth ninth round getting Albert, oh, and the the ninth, tenth round. That there means that they're your second option, and then there's the upside of those guys to kind of power you through, and you're not relying on those guys to hit. I think then sometimes if we're going in and trying to get three tight ends from say round eight through fourteen, there's a lot of dart throws there that get missed on. So uh, I'm quite happy to get get Hawkinson. So as we've played out this draft, unless somebody like DJ Moore, who went at the uh, 402, had a fell two us there at that point you know I, I'm not really going to be looking to target anyone over Hawkinson so happy with that pick since that Amari Cooper goes off the board David Montgomery Travis Etienne there's going to be no running backs left after team one has finished this draft uh, they have uh, four running backs through five rounds Patrick Mahomes you mentioned goes the, the pick ahead of us there so we are on the clock any names of interest here standing out to you um, at this point
2: the one i put in the queue is michael thomas which i know that people probably aren't going to love just because we haven't gotten a lot of michael thomas lately um i i don't know how confident i should be and what he's going to give us in 2022 but i do like the prospects of what he may be able to do with when healthy uh we still have justin herbert on the clock I, or on the board i don't know if that's really that great either
1: i have i have one name and it's screaming out to me here and you can veto it if you want but the name that is screaming out to me is uh, elijah moore
2: well, I was gonna ask if you would rather go Elijah Moore over someone like Michael Thomas, which I was fine with doing. So if he's screaming at you, I say let's go with Elijah Moore.
1: Yeah, I would like, and again, it comes back to that a little bit. I said at the start we took Jamar Chase heading into his second season. We're looking at Elijah Moore. Like we did see those flashes last year. Both, you know, Zach Wilson should get better. I would hope heading into second season should improve. If he is going to take a leap forward, he should be taking a leap forward this year as well. We should also be seeing Elijah Moore get those opportunities. The one thing that would concern me. Is the way that they have been, you know, trying to really go after a wide receiver one in the market, but I also don't think that another wide receiver being there is a bad thing for Elijah Moore. They really do need some wide receiver help on that roster, so I think having a top tier option may help things, uh, you know, free him up a little bit. Um, but not Elijah Moore, I think is in for a, a nice season. When we're seeing the like him go after the likes of Amari Cooper, um, you know, I, I think I'm happy to to take him there there was kind of, a. I was looking through it and looking at some of the names of running backs that tend to go in this. And this is working out well for us so far. The likes off of James Conner. He's somebody who, you know, I absolutely love and drafted him. He was my most drafted player last year, but he went at the 312 in this draft. And that was quite a bit ahead of ADP. I think we'll see ADP continue to rise, but I'm looking at ADP over the last two weeks and that there's kind of a almost around and a half ahead of ADP at that point some of the other guys in there like a Travis Etienne Leonard Fournette you know they've all gone well ahead of here so um, there was nobody that was really screaming out I, I felt again when I'm talking about some of these tears I felt Elijah Moore was the one that was really standing out for me there so I, I'm happy I'm happy that we went there since that Josh Jacobs off the board Dallas Goddard off the board Mike, uh, Mike Williams Michael Thomas who you had mentioned then Ezekiel Elliott and Elijah Mitchell. So I always love when there's, and I know you mentioned Thomas, so not to go against that pick, but I always love when we have situations where the players that are coming off the board after your pick are players who you have absolutely no interest in drafting, (laughs) which is always a a nice feeling. But um, I I have to say, and I know this is kind of of an ongoing bet, I think at the moment across, you know, Uh, fantasy football podcast but Ezekiel Elliott in the fifth round does seem like it's probably a little bit off I think he probably will be okay (laughs) at that point you know when he was going at you know the 105 last year that I was thinking that's a bit high but going in the the fifth round seems like maybe I'll have to take a few goes there this year but Leonard Fournette in this draft as well went at the 307 which is a little bit of a bump up there, but, you know, you get Tom Brady back and you get that buzz going and you get him back without Ronald Jones. I think that makes it very interesting. So we'll see if they add anyone in through the draft, but interesting for him. Team 12 as well, and we did something like this in a couple of our drafts last year. Myself and Sean did it as well, Um and the team actually that came second in that baseball tournament last year, I think we went with uh, Joe Burrow and then <laughs> – Maybe, no, this was the main event. Sorry, Joe Borrow and Trey Lance. And Trey Lance obviously never played throughout the whole season, basically. But um, the the team in 12 going Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. So doubling up on those quarterbacks. I think doubling up on guys like that when it's in the 10th, 11th, 12th round can make sense because you've waited a little bit. But I think there's a lot of options on the board to to double up on quarterback at that particular point. Uh, Kyler Murray goes off the board so a little bit of a quarterback run here but again that should be helping move some of these guys maybe down towards us so we're about five picks away from getting to our sixth pick so far we have stuck true to the brand anyway, not intentional. I always love when people hear our drafts or listen in, and they think, "Yeah, those guys just hate running backs. They do not want running backs on their roster." And sometimes, just for fun, we we go with a draft like this. But to, we'll see now how how aggressive we play this. Um, we, we might have to make Blair Andrews proud, and you know, get to a, an eleventh, twelfth round here without a running back. But all joking aside, we have no running backs. We do have Jamar Chase, AJ Brown, T Higgins, TJ Hawkinson, and Elijah Moore. So. What are some of the players you might be be looking at here at this particular point?
2: Well, there's a couple of running backs who I think are are remotely interesting. There, there's one in particular standing out to me. I'm not going to be saying any names yet, but you can see I went ahead and put him in the queue there um, just in case. The other thing that I'm looking at too is some of the remaining wide receivers and just trying to kind of parse out who I definitely don't like at ADP versus who I'm willing to consider. Someone like Amon Ross St. Brown falls into like a I might consider you kind of guy. Someone like Darnell Mooney for all of his explosive playmaking abilities is someone I'm probably out on, especially when I realize that Allen Robinson, brand new uh, Los Angeles Ram, is going right after him. Uh, I still like what Allen Robinson could potentially offer. Now that we are on the clock, the one running back I'm considering is Kenneth Walker. He would be rookie running back out of Michigan State. He had a tremendous season with the Spartans last year. He has a chance to be – the rb1 of this 2022 rookie class if not the rb2 and likely fall into a role that may be similar to naji harris if he lands on the right team right situation where he is seeing a significant amount of opportunity shares his pass catching is in question but he's someone who i would consider here in this range or i would say we just pump the position to the next round we got 30 seconds what are you thinking
1: yeah i think walker was the one i, I didn't think he would probably slip by to us the other player i'd put on there is potentially aj Dolan. so i'm between those two guys but I'm willing to take the shot on the rookie to see if that ADP rises. Um, so let's let's head on the rookie there.
2: Yeah, let let's go with Walker. Like this is where I think that certainly when we're doing drafts at this point in time, we're taking the gamble that what we think is gonna happen is actually what happens. So um the difference I think right now between a guy like Kenneth Walker and AJ Dillon is quite literally going to be Come this time next month, are we going to be talking about Kenneth Walker in a backup role like we are AJ Dillon behind Aaron Jones? Or are we going to be talking about Kenneth Walker as a guy who just fell into a lead back role with an offense um, that we like and hope he can be a part of? So um, taking gambles on rookies at this point in time in the season with the hopes that they're going to end up landing in good offenses is something that I – You know, I I like doing. I think it's something that we should be aggressively doing more of because I think this is how you potentially win a league, get get a little bit further in a tournament is taking shots on these guys with the expectation that these ADPs aren't going to be around for that much longer so walker has an adp i think of 76th overall i could see that jumping up by a round or two if he falls on the right team maybe even higher if he goes to a team that we really get excited about where now all of a sudden he's the rb1 for a team in a good offense so i i like the kenneth walker pick here i think that that's a that's a good gamble the, the idea of his adp falling is probably almost non-existent i think the the likelihood of it going higher is probably the better bet
1: yeah, the other player, I know we were on the clock and I know I made the joke. Maybe I should have made more effort to look towards the selection rather than make a, a joke about our 0RB bits. But um, we we did, <laughs> we did immediately go running back then at that point. The other guy that was in the mix there for me, and I was very tempted, but it was the time constraints. And sometimes when you're doing these live drafts or when you're drafting together for the listeners, sometimes we have to go with what is coming up. Uh, but... Dave is right. The other player I was going to slot on here and he went one pick after and I was hoping that he might have slid back around in the seventh was Devin Singletary with a very, very uh, high here uh, in the rankings versus his ADP.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that Singletary is in an absolute prime spot at the moment. My one concern is as we start to get closer and closer to the draft is the way they have kind of tried to get some of these veteran guys in. think i would be much more comfortable if they had a good jd mckissick and he was there but when they then took in duke johnson and he's sitting there i have a feeling that Brees hall or who we took him in to go kenneth walker could be slotting in there (laughs) and that that would be a concern for me i'm very excited for singletary if they can avoid getting uh, a running back and they're at this current moment in time so we're one pick away from our step up here but i have two options in the queue and i'm interested to see which way you're thinking about going um i feel like one of the options may be the last and that kind of tier, but I, i'm also happy to to continue to wait for the the next group of guys because there's some interest in why well, uh, i'm talking about quarterback here for anyone trying to read between <laughs> between the lines uh going in the the next kind of couple of rounds but but how, how are you
0: feeling
2: yeah, I mean, the quarterback you have in there is certainly a guy, I, I will say this, I struggle to, to get excited about this quarterback because he let us down a little bit late in the season. He kind of, I think, buried some teams just given his underwhelming play in the back half of 2021. You also have A.J. Dillon in here, who I think is interesting as well. What what are you kind of thinking right now? Walk us through this in the next 45 seconds before we before we make our pick now that we're on
1: the clock. Yeah, I think A.J. Dillon gives us a lot of flexibility as we go through the rest of the draft. We started off with those four wide receivers. We went, got our tight end. If we add in a second running back here, I think it could be very, very interesting. Obviously, we know the situation at the minute with the Packers concerns at wide receiver, but I do think that we're going to get uh, some, obviously, reinforcements there. But I think both running backs are heavily featured, and I think Dillon showed himself to be... Uh, very very good last year and i think he can continue to improve so the other player because he's not going to get back to us that i have talked about is dak prescott but i do think that some of the guys going in the next round or two might be might be interesting so i think uh we'll go with we'll go yeah. with aj dylan
2: yeah let's do let's do dylan I, I i like your logic behind that pick i think that's good if we would have had a cowboy on our roster i think i would have even been willing to consider dak a little bit more but right now we're no more Mari Cooper. Dalton Schultz is already gone. Like you're basically looking at stacking with Michael Gallup at this point in time, um, which, which is which I mean that that could be fine, but that would kind of be you day. know, yeah, God, we don't talk about that anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you were on the show, if you watched the show previously, if you listened in, I completely forgot that uh, that Michael Gallup had, had I believe it was a torn ACL in like the final week of the l- last season and it just completely slipped my mind and I was talking about him as if he was had an injury he was about to bounce back from like immediately and just really funny pick. So so call him occasionally he'll DM me to let me know what the status of Michael Gallup is. It has
1: worked out since though because I think Amari Cooper was on the roster so uh, things are things are still looking good Um, so we'll see how that plays out for the rest of today's draft but (laughs) I did mention Dak Prescott he went on that next pick so definitely somebody going in that range and you know you start to get into two picks later we get Tom Brady they are kind of going in that range Russell Wilson went to the start of the round and we're coming up to guys then like Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Jalen Hurts so we'll see how it plays out but I think we might go pretty, not to give away everything, probably pretty rapid fire in a rounder two, and get, get two quarterbacks there and what we like to call the quarterback window. So, again, the A.J. Dillon pick for me came down to another one of those tiers. We're sitting at, you know, looking at what options are available after A.J. Dillon and you know, Kenneth Walker was the player that I was thinking about taking a bit like earlier when we, when we talked about taking Hawkinson around earlier and when that guy gets back to you it's very very hard to pass that up so Singletary kind of went you know round ahead of ADP in, in this one Um so he was just a little bit earlier he's currently going in the middle of the eighth round went in this one nearly two rounds ahead of ADP middle or the late side of the sixth round so yeah um, it's playing out quite well though so far Zach so we'll see how we move forward. I just want to put this in from Dave in the comments. He said Zach once wrote, and he has in quotes, "Running quarterbacks are fun, but you can't trust their pass catchers." End quote. So he said that was in twenty twenty. He said maybe you hate Singletary and Hunt. Is, is that the case? Is it just a case? what's happening there, Zach? I can't remember if that was my
2: debut wrote of his article. So very good pull there. um I believe I've mo- mainly highlighted um the the wide receivers and tight ends in that article, but they're The article did show that it is generally tougher to trust uh, pass catchers from running quarterbacks. Um, I do also think that players like Devin Singletary, players like J.K. Dobbins, are at a bit of a risk to not see as many targets because I think part of what kind of lends its way to running back targets is quarterbacks who have nowhere else to go, so they dump it down. We know that mobile quarterbacks probably have um, a little bit more of a tendency to take off in those dump-down situations rather than – you know, toss it off to somebody. So um, I, I don't hate Singletary. I I do like him, but I I do worry a little bit also about what Colum said, which was just the possibility of the Bills maybe addressing the running back situation in a way that all of a sudden brings uh, Singletary's ADP down, if you understand what I'm saying, uh, makes, makes it uh, that he's going later than what he currently is. So um, that is certainly a concern of mine, but it's a good point. I do think that running backs um, and their pass catching upside tends to get nerfed just a little bit when they have running quarterbacks on their roster real quick Colin. while i'm speaking i'm going to just quickly shut down my camera here i'm going to make sure that my computer is actually charging because otherwise i'm going to be cut off midstream it looks like i have an issue with my charger so give me one second before we get back into this pick here
1: that'll be very successful i think maybe that's a good thing for (laughs) the. us, as we move through the draft. So uh, Zach will be back in a second. Just want to take a moment um, for the people listening in. Thank you uh, all for listening to myself and Zach here as we go through these picks. Hopefully we'll have to look back on this team as the season progresses and have some success. A number of you may have heard the draft that myself, Sean and Blair Andrews did um, last year in, in July or June or July and it went second against uh, Connor in that ffpc best ball tournament last year so um you know it's always fun to look back and see how these teams did myself and zach unfortunately did a draft last year where we did start off with uh pretty early on with kyle pitts um and um calvin ridley and obviously that didn't really work out for us in one of these early drafts So we'll see how it plays out now over the the course of the Um, next couple of months but would uh, would appreciate some thoughts if you want to fire them in on some of the the topics so far some of the players we've selected or maybe some of the players we passed up is there any players that we maybe should have been higher on that we weren't any players that we we passed over let us know the other thing is drop us a a like there if you haven't already hit that like button much much appreciated the last plug for this little part of the show that i'm going to mention is we do have the Rotovis Best Ball Podcast. Myself and Zach Kruger do that show. Um, obviously, Zach is here with me today. We did do a lot of evergreen stuff this time last year. Um, so check that out. It's up on Apple Podcast. It will be up on Spotify by the end of this week. And check that out. Um, you can get all those episodes as we talk through different strategies, including the one we're using here. But we are on the clock, Zach. We have 46 seconds to go jalen hurts was the player i was hoping to get he went one pick before um what are you thinking here
2: i think we need to get a quarterback at this point in time we're really kind of dipping into a tier that we're not going to love aaron Rodgers has fallen almost a full round i think aaron Rodgers is kind of a very easy pick at this point in time
1: uh, well uh, how many seconds have we left on the clock here to debate at 24 seconds or <laughs> do you want to yeah. make an executive decision if you want to jump in and, and make that call go for it
2: yeah, I, I like Rogers here, and then we can kind of work out. Are you good with this? Yep. All right, let's do it. Um, now that we've made, the I'll pick- never,
1: I'll never, uh, I'll never deny a Rogers pick. My yeah. one thing, and people are probably sick of me saying this, uh, Rogers is a better quarterback than he is a fantasy quarterback. Has always been my kind of thing with Aaron Rodgers. But I I do think that there's still going to be a lot of movement in that wide receiver room heading into the season. Trey Lance goes off the board two picks later. It's interesting with all the, the movement around Lance recently, Um, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo, will he move, won't he move? We'll see how that plays out. But I, I think he's on a little bit less steady ground than maybe we thought uh, a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, we kind of ran into a little bit of a, a dead zone in terms of value and picks there. Quite a few of the players that I would have liked in that range did go quite a bit before that. But I'm going to pitch it here how are we feeling about our favorite tight end at this point of the draft as we look to wrap around?
2: Our favorite tight end?
1: Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about?
2: I mean, I, I would guess Pat Friar, just would uh, just pop no. the board, but but Al- is it Alberto.
1: Alberto has to be that guy. Um, I think like he he's going into the mid ninth round ADP at the moment. We are at the 9.04 at that point. I think he's in the mix for me here. Um, just looking through some of the other options that are available we do still have Gasecki there who could be um, interesting is there any other players that are interesting for you here I I feel like probably tight end is the way to go to get that second tight end and to to kind of relax at the position
2: O is so so juicy looking here just I mean if you consider the fact that his quarterback is now Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson basically uh, found a way to get uh, Will Disley a new contract that was Borderline ridiculous money for a player who has produced the level that he has and even dealt with severe injuries in the way Will Desley has. Uh, but he was good, you know, when he was on the field, probably in part because of some of the stuff Russell Wilson did. Now you get Albert O partnering him with with uh Russell Wilson. I we, we certainly need the tight ends here. I think that Albert O is a fine pick. We we love his athleticism. We like what he could potentially do if Noah Fant ever got out of the way. Now he's out of the way. So we we can pick him here and feel pretty good about it.
1: Yeah, no, I'm happy to go with him. I'm actually surprised the way the tight end position has gone in this draft because we took Hawkinson and then Schultz went on the next pick. The next round, we had Dallas Goddard. Then we had Dawson Knox in the next round. It kind of dried up, and then we had Zach Ertz. And I I felt like there was going to be a run in there. Gusecki goes in the next pick. And the the team in fifth, that is their third tight end. They started with Kelsey and Pitts. Now they've added Gusecki. They have no wide receivers through this point of the draft. They have Barkley, Dobbins. Josh Jacobs, Michael Carter, and then Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts, and then Gasecki, and then Fairmuth goes off the board in that next pick. So this is a, it was a point where I thought if we didn't go with the tight end there, Zach, I didn't think we were probably going to have a huge amount of options when it came back to us. So I'm pretty happy to have Hawkins and have Albert Owen. We'll see how the rest of the draft plays out, but I might be holding off the rest of the way. But yeah, some interesting rosters starting to develop at this point when we look through the whole board quite a few teams doubling up on on quarterback we had uh, I mentioned it earlier the team in the 12th spot doubled up with their picks in round five and six and then we had um, the team in seventh double up with Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford the team in fifth doubled up with Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts and then the team in second with Trey Lance and Justin Fields they're going with the second year quarterbacks out of all those guys there was two that I was interested in and the other player that I was going to put up against Rodgers was Justin Fields and again that comes down to the fantasy element I think that Fields has going to have that rushing ability and he's also should take a step forward heading into his second year but I just think that you know a double MVP uh, heading into this year I think something that's hard to pass up but interesting question for you if, if Jalen Hurts had have been there and Rodgers was there Hurts would have been my pick how would you have felt about that? Without a fourth yeah.
2: too, no. I, I I think I would have been fine with go with going hurt To be completely honest with you, I mean, we we know he has the rushing upside. I think Philly has also really gone out of its way to make sure that he has, um, you know, good wide receivers to throw to. Even though they kind of failed a little bit with the uh, with Jalen Rager pick, I think that Devontae Smith had a very solid rookie season. I think he could be very good heading into year two. I think that tight end Dallas Goddard it was very good so I, I kind of like the way that Philly is at least making it a point to put players around Jalen Hurts in addition to uh letting him run the ball when he has the opportunity to so um you know his first full year of starter was pretty successful overall he's very good I think I think there was like a stat earlier that he had. Did he have more quarterback one weeks than any other quarterback in the league from a fantasy perspective this past year? or Something it was something crazy. Like every week he was trending out of top twelve weeks. So to get him in that spot, I think would have been an excellent, you know, pick. He certainly has a rushing upside that we love. So I I would have probably gone hurt over uh, over, over Rogers there if we had our, our pick of, of uh, both.
1: Yeah, no, I I think just the the rushing ability gets overlooked sometimes like he's I don't think he's a great quarterback but he's a great quarterback and I think that's the key and we've seen that with the likes of Lamar Jackson I think Lamar Jackson is a much better quarterback but we see that the the ability there just a a couple of questions that we will get to after our next two picks because I think they'll take a little bit more time but something I wanted to highlight was Connor's comment in terms of trust and is it quotation marks isn't a factor in tournaments either you don't need to trust the players to hit a 90% uh, percentile outcome. Andrews was a big tournament winner last year, and Andrews, I think when we got to the final, Mike Leone was the only person in the twelve man final that didn't have Mike and- or Mark Andrews. Sorry, he was in um, eleven of the twelve teams. So again, it is when you're not having to slot those guys into the lineup each and every week, and there's going to be ups and downs, and like that's where some of these superstar weeks are what's going to really smash you and get you through um, heading for that upside, but. Good point there from Connor. So over the last couple of picks, we have Garrett Wilson go off the board, Robert Woods, Noah Fant, Kirk Cousins. Uh, there is a run here kind of on those young rookie wide receivers, Traylon Barks, Drake London, and Garrett Wilson. They were all guys I was hoping maybe would slide back to us. The other player I didn't mention when we did make our Albert O pick was uh, Brant Nayuk went one pick before. I thought he could have been somebody there if we were looking to go back to the wide receiver position at that point and we'll leave it there for today's show we will be coming back with a second part to cover the rest of the draft as we continue our march towards that twenty-five thousand dollar top prize well we hope anyway <laughs> we'll see how it goes throughout the season as i mentioned at the start of the show this also aired on the road of his youtube channel the link to that is in today's show notes if you could head on over and click that subscribe button we would really appreciate it and who knows you might catch us with some of these live drafts live streams uh you know question and answer sessions and so on over the next couple of weeks over the next couple of months we really appreciate that continued support as we head towards 1000 subscribers over on the road of his youtube channel with that i'm going to leave it at this point i just want to say once again thank you for tuning in thank you for listening and thank you for the continued support we'll be back with the next episode dropping tomorrow so if you're listening to this as it dropped on the saturday it will come out on the sunday and it will be coming your way asap so until then of course have a good one